It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Yo, it is another edition of This Week in Fantasy, a week four edition. As we try to help you set your lineups for this week and hopefully come away with a victory. So let's get to it. As always, I'd like to welcome in my guy, uh, the guy that I get. Again, I say it all the time, but it's just the truth. It is one of my favorite hours of the week or 45 minutes or whatever I get with him. Uh, you can follow his work over at footballguys.com. Of course, on Twitter at Sigmund Bloom, the audible podcast with Cecil Lemmy. Mr. Sigmund Bloom, what is up, brother? Uh, week three was confusing, you know. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm around. Yeah, the Bills, the Bills won twenty six to or twenty seven to six in Minnesota. Yeah, it was weird, it Sigmund. Was, it was a weird week. There were a lot of results that went counter to the trends we observed going into week three. But at the same time, I, I still think we're seeing so many strong storylines and so many. Um, you just feel the winds that are of change that are blowing on these teams are, are very strong, prevailing winds. And it's fun because I think we're going to see something very different than what we saw last year, uh, uh, you know, from our lips to the football gods' ears. And uh, But, of course, in Philadelphia, everyone's just feeling good. Everyone just exhales because Carson Wentz looks good. Oh, man. He looked amazing. I uh, certainly exceeded, I think, anyone's expectations for – the ability to move around and to evade tacklers and, mentally, and all that type focus, of stuff. And well, the confidence. Well, that was the thing. That was why I was always good with it. That's why I've always thought he's going to be great because he has that Manning, Brady, Breeze type of thing where he's diagnosing everything before the play happens. His memory, recall, all that type of stuff is, is off the charts segment. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good to watch that game and see – uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz looks more like Carson Wentz than Andrew Luck. Luck looks like Andrew Luck. Yeah, Carson Wentz certainly didn't have to be taken out for a hail mary throw. Uh, I'm with you. It's crazy enough that we're we're about to be a quarter of the way through the season. It happens so so fast. So Sigmund, 
Let's dive in. A lot of people a pivotal week, you know, whether you're sitting at 0 and 3 or 3 and 0 or 2 and 1 or 1 and 2 obviously. This is a a big week to kind of look 0 and 4 is really hard to come back from. And 4 and 0 it's it's hard to screw that up. So um, big week here, Sigmund. Uh, let's dive in. For those who don't know, we just go through every single game on the slate and, uh, and then later have a little fun, usually going inside Sigmund's mind, but maybe a flipperoo of that today. Sigmund, a couple buys for the first time this season, Washington and Carolina as well, so that is something to keep in mind for people. Let's dive in. Best Thursday night game of the year so far easily, and maybe when we look back, maybe the best matchup we'll get all season the Minnesota Vikings fresh off their just unbelievably embarrassing loss to the Bills at home, heading into Los Angeles to face what I think universal agreement has been the best team in football so far in the Rams. What do you see in this one? Are the Vikings uh, in for another loss or uh, can they rebound from that awful performance? Yeah, from a fantasy perspective, this is pretty simple. You know, you're, you're playing the Rams corners. Are, play, yeah. Rams corners are banged up. You're playing your Minnesota receivers. Kirk Cousins is an auto play. Kyle Rudolph, you know, Mark Barron's been out. The, there's you know, Jared Cook had that big day against the Rams. Um, I'm not so much on Cousins because the Minnesota offensive line is still a problem. So you might play Dalvin Cook if it's Dalvin Cook, but in his first week back against the Rams, and you know, I would understand leaving him on the bench for this one. And on the Rams side, we haven't been talking as much about the Rams offense as we have Kansas City, of course, and even to a lesser extent Tampa. But this is a fantastic – Jared Goff has taken another step. And and mm-hmm. it, it's painful watching like Chicago and Tennessee and seeing that Marcus Mariota and Mitchell Trubisky are not Jared Goff. I mean they're not just going to mesh in their offensive scheme with their weapons the way that Goff has. Like we shouldn't take that for granted. You play all three, Cooks, Woods, Cup, all three. Um, and this could be a big game I think for Cup. And that's the thing. Minnesota's defense isn't that scary against this offense, I think. And also without Everson Griffin, um, which uh, parenthetically, James, the Mm -hmm. Everson Griffin story is kind of disturbing, you know. Yeah, big Um, time. Not so much because of what happened. And and may he find, you know, some way to get things back together. But just the way that it sounds like before all this happened, it was still pretty routine or normal for him to have episodes, you know. To, to be unreachable, kind of. Um, and you just wonder how prevalent that is in the NFL behind the scenes. You wonder. So they're without him. Yeah. Their defense isn't as scary. Not to get all serious, but it, that's how, that's No, how but you're feel. dead on. I mean, especially, you know, look, that's, that's where we are with the NFL. Like, we can't, to ignore these types of things and to just continue to let them happen while, um, you know, there's a, a culture of covering it up or whatever is is not the answer. So we should never feel weird or awkward or ever bringing these things up. These are things that need to be talked about and need to be addressed or else, you know, really it's hard to watch this game. If you can't believe that, that, you know, there, there's going to be something better for these types of situations. You know what I mean? Well, the human beings involved, you know, um, and we see, we we see these stories continue to come up. Anyway, this game is rich with all kinds of meaning here, uh, way outside of fantasy. And of course you're playing Hurley girly man. Um, because this is LA's first primetime home game since they came back to LA. They're the class of the NFL right now. And they won every game by oh, double yeah. digits. Whereas Minnesota, who, um, you know, just humiliated really in the NFC title game last year and then humiliated it in that game against Buffalo, how do they respond? Because that's the Rams are the yardstick, the, all due respect to Philadelphia, the Rams are the yardstick right now in the NFC. 
So this one is going to be fantastic. And I do really think that Minnesota offensive line could be the key to this uh, with Ndamukong Su, Aaron Donald, and Michael Brockers. And I saw some good stuff last week where when there was a weakness on the line for the Chargers, they moved Sue out. You, know, you got to love Wade Phillips. I know there's, I know there's mm-hmm. a campaign right now to get Wade Phillips to dress up like his dad did in the 70s whenever they <laughs> throw back, which would be so, – and he would do it too probably. So he's great. We're going to spend like a quarter of the time on just this game because it's that good of a game. Although there are two good ones on Sunday in the early games too. Yeah, I totally agree. Just a, a massively important game in the NFC um, over the course of the NFL. One of the big ones we'll look back at. And also I, I think, you know, coming off that Minnesota game, a big spot for how, how do they them respond to Kirk Cousins? Because I mean, quarterback, yeah. the quarterback personality in some ways is the personality of the team. And I never would expect a Mike Zimmer team to roll over the way they did. Oh, it's again, the NFC title game. I don't know. So maybe, uh, maybe Minnesota is just not the team we thought, but certainly we learn, we're going to learn about Kirk Cousins in this game. Totally agree. All right, let's get to the Sunday slate. Like you said, a couple good ones. They're at the top of my list here. Let's start off with uh, an interesting game. Cincinnati struggled a little bit heading into Carolina, now heading in to phase an Atlanta team that desperately needs the win. A lot of fantasy goodness potentially in this game, Sigmund. What is your take yeah, on this start uh, everybody. Inter, uh, inter-conference battle yeah, here? Start everybody in this one. Um, and A.J. Green may or may not play. Joe Mixon may or may not play. So, you know, if Mixon's out, you play Bernard. If Green is uh, out, you like Tyler Boyd even more, but I like him enough. And Tyler Eifert, too. Tyler Eifert's rounding into form. Atlanta's defense has lost their middle linebacker in both safeties. I'm watching John Ross to see if he can just get some confidence and they can find a way to use him to connect that circuit. But Andy Dalton looks like he's an every-week player. Uh, and, and so does Matt Ryan. Every week is in your lineup uh, and Calvin Ridley until further notice um, and Tevin Coleman, although he was disappointing against New Orleans, very good run defense this week. This was the team Cincinnati that made Christian McCaffrey look like the next great running back. And maybe he is, but it was a, a performance that we haven't seen from him yet in the NFL. That could be McCaffrey. We could look back. We could also say maybe Cincinnati's run defense is vulnerable. Yeah, I'm with you. It's an interesting one. Two defenses that, uh, you know, obviously Atlanta lost some guys, and since he looks more uh, confident in the offense than the defense, interesting battle here. Uh, Atlanta has allowed the most passing yards to, to running backs. Believe, oh, they like can't even track running, them out right? the back of Bernard or Mick. Yeah, yeah, so I, Bernard's probably a PPR play no matter what, I would think. Um, all right, uh, heading on to another interesting one here. Two two and one teams in the NFC, I think. This could be a game potentially that decides which one of these teams makes the playoffs or doesn't uh, potentially um, when we look back at it. Uh, Tampa Bay coming off you know a tough loss, but they fought back on Monday night heading in to take on Chicago on a short week against a tough Chicago defense. Yeah, and that's two of the stories of the first three weeks, Tampa Bay's offense and Fitzmagic and Chicago's defense, and now they go head-to-head. So this is fun because – and I still think maybe you're not sticking with Fitzmagic – but Evans, Godwin, Howard, these guys are all fantasy starters now. Maybe even Deshaun Jackson, you know how high the ceiling is. Uh, Fitzpatrick going into the bye, maybe playing for his job. I don't know. That that makes this interesting. Um, but on the Chicago side, haven't you been getting the feeling more each week that it just ain't going to happen for Mitchell Trubisky, you know? I mean, I'm not – I don't want yep. to – I, I want to be premature – well, when we're seeing Patrick Mahomes as like the second coming, I mean, Deshaun Watson isn't as good as he was last year, but still significantly more competent and good out there than Mitchell Trubisky. Look, there's a tough spot for Bears fans right yeah. now watching that guy when they could have Patrick Mahomes out or there. Or Deshaun Watson. Yeah, either or. Uh, That's what I'm saying. But 
and I'm not trying to say that Trubisky that they can't be a winning team. They could win a Super Bowl with him. You know, Rex they went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. So I'm sure not did. trying to say anything about the Bears' destiny or Trubisky's destiny when it comes to winning. But I think we can start eliminating that top range of outcomes. We had a good plausible deniability last year with John Fox and that offense. But now you're just seeing limitations. I mean, he, he's a project. Um, maybe giving more credence to the idea of that number of college starts being important for a quarterback's outlook, although Ryan Tannehill's doing well, so there's always counterpoints. So this is a boring offense for fantasy now. Jo- Jordan Howard, you still play, but it doesn't feel like he's capable of those 150-yard touch. At least with John Fox, he'd run him 35 times. Allen Robinson's looking good, but Trey Burton's looking all right. But these are low-ceiling plays. This week, against a vulnerable secondary with a lot of young players now pushed into duty. So maybe maybe give them another chance. You know, Maybe look at Mitchell Trubisky as a surprise shocker kind of DFS play. But Chicago knows they have to rely on their defense to win games. All right, Sigmund. Uh, two one and two teams doing battle in Dallas as the Lions coming off a unexpected yeah. win against the the Patriots facing the Dallas team that looked really bad in Seattle. What's your so take? So we can on spend this more time on the good games because they're games like this one. Uh, we're watching Detroit. <laughs> we're watching Detroit's running game. We're watching Carryon Johnson to see if he's going to be worthy of a start every week. You still start all three wide receivers. Stafford still a solid place. The ceiling's a little lower with a good running game. Um, and to Dallas, I mean Zeke's fine. That Detroit's run defense was exposed the first two weeks, not so much against New England, and nothing in the passing game. I mean, can this offense create any momentum? At this point, you're probably rooting for Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett to get to just sweep the deck. At this point, if there's any hope for this offense. 100% agree. That is a, a boring, non-interesting offense that doesn't play to their talents that they do have. I'm, I'm with you big time there. And, and just give Kerryon Johnson the ball in Detroit. All right. Uh, let's see. The the magical Bills back on the road again against another NFC Central. Uh, excuse me, NFC South. I'm going old school there. NFC North, excuse me team there Sigmund as uh, the Packers coming off a pretty uh, surprising loss in Washington and Aaron Rodgers doesn't look good health-wise Sigmund yeah. what's your take on this whole situation here uh, you know, Josh Allen is just fun to watch and we'll see if he can maybe turn this into something other than a barren wasteland for fantasy uh LaShawn McCoy will be back but you're not really starting anybody Josh Allen in two quarterback leagues or again a, a deep DFS play to free up money somewhere else Aaron Rodgers is still a fine start ceiling is lower. Geronimo Allison looks like a good play here. Tredavious White hang, hung out with uh, Stephon Diggs last week. And Diggs didn't do much. He's been awesome. Yeah. Tredavious White's really you good. You know, even though the Bills, and, and the, it's so funny, the calculus of all this stuff, James, because, you know, the Bills, speaking of passing on Pat Mahomes, you know, <laughs> passing, mm-hmm. yeah, pa- great passing point. on Deshaun yep. Watson. They could have taken either one of those quarterbacks there. And Mm -hmm. instead, they wait a year and they get Josh Allen and have to pay more to move up to get Josh Allen, which going into the season, I think people were really crucifying them for that. Maybe not so much. And part of that deal was they traded down and maybe they would have taken Marshawn Lattimore if they'd stayed there, who New Orleans, you know, hit the jackpot. But they get Travis White and they were right to trade down and still get a foundational player. Uh, But tangents aside, uh, Tangents is that. Geronimo Allison looks like a good play here because he won't draw white. Adams, you still leave in, knowing that he's going to have a tough battle. Randall Cobb is the guy who's like, it's like someone's drowning and they've gone under the water once, twice already with just the mistakes and just not looking the same. So maybe Jimmy Graham continues to play a larger role. The back goes with three-way backfield, which I think is the right way to handle it. You hate it for fantasy. Uh, This team is better at Lambeau. So I think 
even the Green Bay defense that we were looking ahead before last week and saying, oh, Josh Allen, you know, could be generous. Certainly, if he falls behind Aaron Rodgers, that could happen in this one. Yeah, yeah, this is. Uh, I'm with you, and uh, interesting to see if Buffalo could do it again. I think that was a one-time spike. I don't think they're a very good team on the whole. Uh, more importantly, tangents aside, let's uh, let's mark that down as a potential name for our future podcast that we're going to do together yeah. when we just talk about all the tangent of a tangent. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, my Eagles, Carson Wentz, heading down to Tennessee to face a. Uh, who knows what Marcus Mariota grip-wise and all that. And uh, Tennessee defense, though, that looks pretty good. What do you think about this one, Sigmund? Yeah, you saw the what um, Chip Kelly was offering for Marcus Mariota. This could have been a really different game <laughs> if, the, if, oh they, my goodness, if they had man. taken that offer. Uh, Thank God. Oh, Thank God. So Wentz is back and should get better. I don't know if he's an auto start in fantasy yet. Uh, Got to see. Thank you for putting Dallas Goddard in that central role in the passing game. Dallas Goddard. How about we it? We talked Finally. about it before week we one. Yeah, well, because we talked about it before week one and it didn't happen. And then week two, it seemed like they maybe moved on from that experiment from now for now. And then it clicked in week three. So, I mean, that Aguilar is the loser there. We may or may not see Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, need to get Joshua Perkins off the field, so get Jeffrey out there as soon as you can. The running game still looks fine. I'm not sure who's going to be in it this week, so there's not any. And we know that they're going to cap Corey Clement at like 15, 18 touches, if even if they he's their number one bet. So the Tennessee side, this is maybe even more boring than Dallas at this point. It's just a limited pass offense. Corey Davis is playing well, but you're not going to play him. Hold him and wait for things to maybe get better. Same with Deion Lewis. Same with Derrick Henry. And yet this team finds ugly ways to win. So yeah, we'll see Philly on the road, Tennessee, smoke and mirrors, maybe can find a way to keep this close. Yeah. And no, that uh, they need to win games like they won that Jacksonville game, nine to six, 13 to 10, whatever that type of thing. I'm with you. Um, I look, I think it's a tough matchup on the road. The Eagles defense, not as good on the road, obviously, as we've talked about in the past. So I'm with you. I think it's going to be an interesting one. If I had to guess, and I don't feel super confident about it, but I would guess Alshon does play this week but again that is uh not a not a take it to the bank type of guess all right um sigmund uh this is an interesting one uh, afc south battle the houston texans season on the line bill o'brien maybe job on the line uh as they head into indy as a uh, a colts team that looks really improved defensively but andrew luck while still smart and capable clearly doesn't have the same army used to what do you think about this uh loser leaves town maybe type of match especially if it's houston yeah so we have some divisions that are just who knows hedge from tails already you know basically the souths and the norths um they're completely hanging in the balance there's nobody asserting themselves in those divisions and this one is really important for houston to keep a pulse as you said sean watson's doing great for fantasy with Will Fuller, you're not asking whether do I start Will Fuller this week. Yeah, you start him. Um, the running game was shut down last week. So Indy's defense, you saw it firsthand, a very underrated defense. One of the low-key surprise, big surprises, we're not talking about it because there's so much to talk about, is how good this defense looks. Darius Leonard, Marcus Hunt. He's Darius Leonard is a man beast. Possessed. And Marcus Hunt was great too. Yeah. But Darius Leonard is a... You know, sometimes rookies coming into the league, is, and I feel like it happens a lot at the linebacker position, but where you just, you know immediately. Like, you see Luke Keekley play his rookie year, you're like, yep, yeah. that dude's got it. He's awesome. So on. Yeah, that, 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 it just feels like that watching I mean, that guy. I've been watching Indianapolis 
you see it. And if you haven't, then you'll get to see it eventually. So uh, you know, I'm watching Houston. I love Kiki Cutie. I want to say that name as much as I can. And I know <laughs> it's a great Bruce name. Ellington's hurt. And that could add another dimension to this Houston offense. Indy. I, and, and I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. So there's the panic, the hysteria around Andrew Luck, not being able to throw it downfield. And yes, he was taken out for the Hail Mary. And there were two times that T.Y. T- Hilton was open and, and he just couldn't, get it out ahead of him, but Hilton still drew pass yep. interference. They were still key plays in the game, but you can tell that pushing the ball downfield for him is difficult right now. I think he's a smart, thinking, Chad, think Chad Pennington in the sense of a smart and resourceful quarterback that will adapt and get the most out of what he can do. But the problem is that this Colts offense is, is like three, two or three hands short of being a real NFL offense. And uh- go ahead. I was just going to agree with you. I, I like. I think the Chad Pennington, maybe a slightly better Chad Pennington, is a perfect way to describe it. But I mean, you can see it when you watch him, and maybe you know. I know a lot of people just watch their own team or whatever, but I'm sure the the Eagles fans listening to this will know that um, he just doesn't look the same. And he's smart and he's mobile and he can make things happen, but it hurt them in the red zone a lot too. And the Eagles red zone defense at home has been just stellar as we all know, you know, big spots as well, but um, he just didn't have the same zip on the ball. Couldn't get the ball in tight spaces the same way. And obviously certainly, certainly hurt him with the long ball. So um, I'd be nervous if I were a T.Y. Hilton owner, well, for sure. I, I, I still think – so here's my counterpoint on this. Ooh, I, I love counterpoints. I still think that Frank Reich and Andrew Luck are both really good at what they do. And even T.Y. Hilton, like for fantasy, they're going to scheme more. He looks still looks good. He still looks like he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But you're now adapting to what you have. Because I still say that in that game last week – uh, Chester Rogers dropped ball in the end zone. Eric Ebron dropped the ball in the end zone. I mean, it, it was there. I mean, he was That's he fair. was making the throws for them to go into Philadelphia and win that game. And they they had a chance to win at the end. And I think that it, as it, the problem is, it's Eric, you're throwing to Eric Ebron and Chester Rogers. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if true. you're throwing to to uh, Zach Ertz, Nel, or if your second and third targets are Dallas Goddard and Nelson Aguilar, instead of Eric Ebron and Chester Rogers. Brian Grant made a few good plays. They need more players for him. But, you know, maybe someone like Naeem Hines who can make some things happen after the catch. They need to incorporate more quick hitting run after catch. Um, I think that they're going to use what they have to get, and they're going to be able to get more out of what they have, but they can't, they don't have much. That's the problem right now. Either way, this one's going to be interesting uh, because I, I think that both people, you know, both sides with the Andrew Luck and the Colts are a respectable team. So that's the thing, right? Even Andrew Luck as, as second half of his career, Chad Pennington in the NFC AFC South, this AFC South where you, Jacksonville can't score more than six points at home against Tennessee, they can still win this division. Yeah, if the defense keeps playing like it, it has, I, I totally agree with you. And they miss Jack Doyle, too, as, as crazy as it is to think that you can miss Jack yeah. Doyle. But um, I think having him back will help as well. All right, uh, the most interesting, at least for me, the most interesting game of the day, just because, oh, yeah. you know, you yeah, Miami oh. heading into New England. Let's yeah, go. This one's really fun. Really, really fun. James, I saw this, and I really had a double take. Ryan Tannehill's ten and one in his last eleven starts. What? Ten and one in his last eleven starts. No way. That is like incredibly hard to believe, Sigmund. It, it, look it up. Look it up. I know. I believe remember you. This team, I believe remember you. this team in 2016 with Tannehill was you know streaking to the playoffs. They lost him, and then they ran into the, the Steelers in the playoffs. 
Um, and you have Adam. And, yeah, the Matt Moore gets knocked yeah, out and comes back. And you in, have yeah. and you have um, Adam Gase, and you know he all these hot seat coaches coming into the year. Well, Jason Garrett's still on the hot seat, but you know Dirk Cutter has been uh, certainly um, with Ryan Fitzpatrick's help. You know he, he's he's good. Adam Gase, and it's an inventive offense. The way they're using all five of the receivers now. Devontae Parker's back. He can help. Ryan Tannehill's playing well. I mean, two of his touchdown passes were the kind you or I could throw, like just tossing it in front of you, five mm-hmm. five inches. But still, he's throwing well downfield. Um, and I love what they're doing with Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson. When, have you ever seen two teammates running down the field ahead of the entire defense, high-fiving, like at the five-yard line no. before? Ever? I thought that was awesome. Ever? I thought that was awesome. And, and they can go to New England, and New England's – defense has speed problems and they have a lot of movement and a lot of speed a lot of quickness on this team and if they can go in yeah i want to believe it they could have a three-game lead in the division four games in or three-game lead over new england which is a three-game lead division oh, how great would that be you know, but but yet here we are time is a flat circle it's september the patriots just got humiliated and we're asking ourselves is this the year is it you know how are they going to fix these problems um, and I think on the offensive side, it's Josh Gordon being healthy and Julian Edelman being back. Neither of those things may happen this week. Rex Burkett's out. We'll see Sonny Michelle take over that backfield. If it's what's funny is if he goes down, now we're looking at. I mean, James White's role's not. He's not going to take over the back. I mean, Ralph Webb. I mean, I'm I'm not sure. Hey. I mean, the thing is, the NFL is a league where at running back street free agents can come in and be productive. And this is a situation where a street free agent could be bring back Jonas Gray. I, I was just about to say. I don't know. Great. I don't know. But uh, so this one's so fascinating. I, I really wish I, I love the this fire hose of the eight games at once in the early games this week. But I really wish I could just watch this game and, and be one with the ebb and flow of this one because there's so many things colliding here. And it could be a sea change in the uh, NF- AFC East or it could be one of those signs like, ah, got you again, you know. Yep. Oh, how could you doubt us again? Look what we did. I would certainly love it if it isn't though, and then I could say the Eagles broke the Patriots. That would be awesome, yeah, yeah. segment. All right. Um, all right, moving on. A couple more stinkers for the most part. Not a lot of fantasy love in these ones, so we could probably sprint right through them. The New York Jets heading in to take on a ugly lost last week, Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think? The Jets are trying one? to trade for Le'Veon Bell. Or at least that's what yes they you are. Know, there's that. Um, Fournette might be back if he's and, and you play him. The Jets defense is underrated. Uh, can't trust Blake Bortles or anyone he throws to. Can't trust Jacksonville. Two weeks in, we say Jacksonville and the Rams and the Chiefs are this it class, and now we take Jacksonville out of that statement. Yeah, especially losing at home. What a that's uh, right. Bortles just goes have their number, TD. You know, uh, yeah, and also, I mean, Bortles just reminded us that he can go from looking great to looking terrible. Like, that's just right. who he is. Um, you know, Nick Foles, a similar type of guy with that. Um, all right, uh, another, this one I think a little more interesting fantasy action than uh, than the last one. Um, the Browns heading into face an 0-3 Raiders team. Uh, I'm not sure, but I believe the Browns could be favored on the road by the time this game they starts. They should be. What do you think about this they, one? They should I, be. I, they're a better team. They are. Um, Baker Mayfield, a rising tide lifting all ships in this offense. Um, and even Baker Mayfield is somebody you might look to as a quarterback streamer. But you're more likely to play David Njoku or to Antonio Callaway. Great sleeper play this week. Um, Duke Johnson could actually, you know, this offense can function. Todd Haley is a good offensive line. So we're going to get to see what this offense can actually do with Baker Mayfield, even though they weren't preparing him the same way Houston wasn't preparing uh, Sean Watson last year. Oakland, Derek Carr, Oakland, they can move the ball. (laughs) 
they're, they're not having any problem yeah. moving the ball. Touchdown's a different th- uh, story. They made the mistake of not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch at the goal line on fourth and one and gave it to the fullback instead. <clears throat> so Marshawn Lynch could have had two touchdowns. <laughs> at least they didn't throw an interception, no, right? I guess. But I'm ching. I guess. Uh, <laughs> so Amari Cooper, dental awards and player to watch. Uh, Cooper, I don't know if I'd go back to the well with him. And it's not saying to go to Jordy Nelson either. There's some speed problems or some, some breakdowns that Miami had in the secondary. So we'll see if New England can create that this week. But um, I, Oakland, you know, you're hearing about dissension among the ranks and you feel like it's, this is a team that, I mean, they're not a bad team, but if they keep losing these games and they lose to Cleveland at home, maybe they're going to start thinking of themselves as a bad team and they're going to turn into a bad team. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think, look, they're bad at making adjustments. I think that's pretty yeah. clear. When you look at the numbers, they've been really good in the first quarter and, and good in the first half and just dreadful in the third and especially the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, that tells me that they're getting out mm. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking, am I right? Um, all right, and by the way, I think the Browns' defense, yeah, pretty good. Miles Garrett, pretty good. Yeah, uh, Miles Garrett, That's like Terminator is, uh, too. Him, like Miles Garrett is like yeah. like the new model Terminator. You know, uh, him and yeah, he is. He's he's got everything. Like it is unbelievable. He's the most physically gifted guy. I've he's seen playing every time. snap basically on the defensive line, which is like JJ Watt kind of stuff. Yeah, well, so far, I think him and Khalil Mack, the clear defensive yeah. player of the year, front runners out of the gate. Uh, all right, this one, um, look, we go from one uh, one quarterback uh, making his first career NFL start to another one. Josh Rosen and those Cardinals hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Rosen's debut didn't go quite as good as Baker Mayfield's. Uh, what do you think about this one? Second? When Chris Carson got to 32 for 102, can you imagine the coaches presenting? We did it! We did it! You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know the balloons. Relentless. Relentless. We're running when they know we're going to run. Um, so, you know, Russell Wilson's last exciting. Tyler Lockett gets his touchdown every week. Maybe he's like a wide receiver three flex. Chris Carson, I guess. You like Chris Carson knowing they're willing to commit to him in games you think they can win. I think they can win on the road here. Uh, Josh Rosen, I'll just, you know, some pulse for David Johnson. He's getting the garbage time touchdowns, but we know there's major problems here. Uh, again, maybe you want Mike McCoy to be fired if you have David Johnson. And then uh, Christian Kirk, I, Larry Fitzgerald may be up, again, not flatlining with Josh Rosen, but Christian Kirk and Josh Rosen have a lot of chemistry, and I think that he could be a thing uh, starting this week and going forward. So Christian Kirk, the, that connection, that chemistry between him and Josh Rosen could be what this offense has to count on in the passing game. All right, uh, this is a good one. Maybe not as uh, exciting a, a real NFL game, but a great one for fantasy. A lot of, you know, big-time players in it. The uh, Saints heading in to face the New York Giants. Is this a start-everybody type game? Do you remember what the score was the last time these two teams played? Oh, that was the seven-touchdown, six-touchdown, like or whatever, uh, 45-42 or something like that. 49 Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that was where they just kept going back and forth down the field. I remember that vividly. 52-49. Yeah, start everybody. Uh, especially uh, Sterling Shepard. The Patrick Roberts in the slot corner is out for New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe your Former Eagle. Shout out to Patrick Robinson. Yeah. Help us win a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, Ted Ginn. You're maybe looking at even Ted Ginn here or you know Ben Watson, maybe even Rhett Ellison if you have to pick up a tight end off of the waiver wire to replace um, Jordan Reed this week. So, yeah, start everybody. And then Eli Manning, I mean, this is a game that 
absolutely like not only does it have the potential to be the high scoring game of the day i would be surprised if it wasn't all right uh, another interesting one and not as much uh for one team but the other um some interesting potential options here is the niners heading into la to face the chargers just a must be a bummer, man. I, I, I sympathize after Wentz going down last year, and even though obviously it worked out for last season, um, I know the pain of your guy going down, and uh, it, it's a bummer, man. Is it, it, how much does this kill Niners fantasy value from here on out? The Bridas and the Kittles. It's and bad. Guys? I mean, it's really bad. CJ Beathard likes to talk, check down, so Brita could get some catches. Um he went to college with George Kittle, but I mean, Kittle's still more of a streamer now. Marquise Goodwin did start to get it going as a deep threat with Beathard, so don't drop him yet. You can drop Pierre Carson. And this other side of this one, and you're interested in how San Francisco responds, although this was a team that kept fighting last year when there was nothing to fight for. So I, I trust Kyle Shanahan will have them prepared. Uh, but with the Chargers, Mike Williams really emerging there. Um, should be a good day for Rivers, which means it'll be a good day for Melvin Gordon. Austin Eckler looks tremendous. And it, it, he's a player that whether or not Melvin Gordon gets dinged, he should remain central. Think Kamara and Ingram last year. You know, He's adding that much to the, his touches, Austin Eckler. So you want to hang on to him even if you don't trust him yet. But yeah, this one's just a bummer. And you wonder... This is going to sound, I mean, this is me, I'm harebrained about things. But do you think, James, that this isn't going to be the last time we see a quarterback get hurt against Kansas City this year? Because um, well, it takes you out of your comfort zone to have to try to keep up with that's Mahomes. That's interesting. That's really interesting. It's certainly possible. Like, maybe not as serious an injury, no. but a, a, a strain or this. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like, we haven't had a team in a while that felt, that you felt so sure. And again, we're three weeks into yeah. the season. So I, you know, and again, it's a lot of preseason type feel for a lot of teams and all that. They don't get to, you know, practice as much, hit as much, all that. But um, yeah, I don't remember an offense through three weeks that I felt so sure of was going to go out and put up 30 plus every single week. Well, and it, it puts quarterbacks on their heels, you know. Um, anyway, I, I just, I. Kansas City, we're, we're getting to the Kansas City game. And I think that for folks that haven't got a chance to watch them yet, because you can see the numbers, but if you can believe it, can we just skip Sunday? We shouldn't skip Sunday night because it's the best rival in the NFL. Go ahead. I think you're actually right with that. Well, guard, right, so we're coming back to the Chiefs. I think you're right. It probably is the best rivalry in the NFL, certainly. Um, you know, the brutalest games over the years in terms of physicality and all that type of stuff. The Baltimore Ravens heading in to take on a, a revived Pittsburgh Steelers team coming uh, off a short week on a Monday night win over the Bucks. Uh, what do you think about your Steelers? Yeah, bloodthirsty rivalry. You know, this is one of those games that's very different when it's Billerton, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. But Joe Flacco looks good. I mean, he looks like a good NFL starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, um, John Brown, watch this practice situation with him. He looks like good old John Brown. Um, so you're going to like him. And if he's out, I mean, maybe that gets a few more targets to Michael Crabtree. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's defense has a lot of holes. And I think that Baltimore can take advantage of some of the things in the middle of the field with their tight ends. I'm not sure if there's a really a fan- fantasy angle here, except for maybe Joe Flacco is a bottom of the barrel play. Um, on the Steelers side, it's very straightforward. You know, Connor and Roethlisberger at home, you never, he's never on your bench when he's at home. Um, and, and Juju and Antonio Brown, we're watching to see if we have one of those signature games for him because it seems like yeah. it's not separating downfield the way he was before. It's just not there. Some of those back shoulder throws and things that they were connecting on. But obviously, the, the background here, well, first of all, 
the AFC North is a four-team division now. All right. It sure is. It Cincinnati really is. and Andy Dalton and the offense playing better, and they've got some talent on defense. Cleveland, Cleveland has the best defense in the division. And yeah, they, I mean, Cleveland feel- probably has like top to bottom, maybe the most talented roster. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. It's thanks, crazy. Sashi. So uh, yeah, this, <laughs> this one's this one's fantastic though. Um, it's it, it's like hinky like he's gonna be hinky like in and that and this is a game that you count the injuries. You know, with, with whoever wins and loses this game, there may be one or two or three like outlook year changing injuries in this game because of how brutal and intense these teams are when they get together. All right, now we can get back to it. Yeah. The Chiefs, I'm with you. They are so much fun to watch. And I'm telling you, folks, if you haven't got to see them and you're just seeing the numbers and the numbers are impressive, it actually is better to see how they do it. Oh, it's yeah. More, it's way more fun. It's more impressive. And again, all I can say is when you first started watching Tom Brady and just how it was taking candy from a baby, getting these 5- and 10-yard passes to Wes Welker, it's similar, except it's 15- and 20-yards yeah, exactly. And these guys are wide open. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I have no idea. And and that's and and, ha- and this season hasn't asked Mahomes yet to often to use his athleticism. And you see some of the throws that he can make. Again, it's like Aaron Rodgers, like the little flick of the wrist, but instead of 15 yards downfield to a wide open player, it's 30 yards downfield. You know, it, it, it's, it's just we're seeing something that we have not seen before. And of course, for fantasy, you know what the implications of that are. So you, you don't don't make the mistake of benching Sammy Watkins, for instance. Kareem Hunt, okay, I mean, he's not he, the 70-yard run isn't there, but the short touchdowns, he, he's not as involved in the backfield. You want p- pieces of this offense. You want shares of this offense. On the Denver side, Emmanuel Sanders is Case Keenum's guy. Demaryius Thomas, I you know, was a boring, safe play. The backfield. I'm not going to Philip and Lindsay in this one, where they might have to abandon the run quickly. And Royce Freeman has was been a big zonk if you took him in the fourth round. And 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 Case Keenum is the zonk, right? So, in the quarterback musical chairs, Cousins. We've talked about Cousins in Minnesota. That's where we're going to start the week. Um, Alex Smith on bio that he went in there on a good note. Uh, obviously, Kansas City's happy with, with there. Decision. Yeah, I would think so. And then right? there's Denver and Case Keenum. And I'm telling you folks, remember Chad Kelly. And don't be surprised if we see Chad Kelly starting soon. Don't be surprised if when the plant we may see Chad Kelly late in this game in mop up duty. Don't be surprised if when we do see Chad Kelly, he's better than Case Keenum. And not quite a Baker Mayfield bump for this offense, but a bump nonetheless. Ooh, that's an interesting name there, and uh, especially because Case Keenum is better than Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, the whatever the Brock coming back, whatever they did last year. I mean, they had such bad quarterbacking last year. Case Keenum still an upgrade over that, and you're right, has not been great. Certainly not up to Mahomes' level. All right, now would be the time normally where I would go yeah. inside the mind of Sigmund Bloom, but we're flipping it around, Sigmund. We're a quarter of the way into the season. You're going to go inside my mind, which is probably a terrible uh, decision. It, well, let's so, we, we, so let's take a side, you know, uh, before we jump into this because of that. And I had to help from the love of my life, Kate, uh, in putting these questions together. And you'll notice you'll notice Ooh. a theme. Um, you'll notice a theme as we go through the Ooh. questions. I'm a big fan of themes. And, so. and, and this is a moment for me to say that the, your wonderful listeners are always inside of your mind. So this is not it's a fair this point. is not a departure for them. This is not anything new and different, which is why I wanted to give it a, 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 a little different twist. And you know, maybe just um, point that out to you in case you don't think about it. Because I think about that sometimes, that people I, – I talk to people and they'll say, like, I feel like I know you. And I think 
I mean, that, that's kind of cool, but that's also kind of scary. Um, so hopefully this will be, be kind of cool and kind of scary. Okay. Um, I'll leave it open-ended. You can add any qualifiers you want. If you, if you had to have another job, what would your other job be? Ooh, all right. That's a great question. I have had many jobs, which uh, I have hated, which led me to this point that uh, I've worked to get to where I am and to hopefully, you know, continue to be able to do fun stuff like talk to you every week. Um, so if I were at another job, it would definitely be something where I would be performing in some way. I definitely enjoy, I've always enjoyed that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I need the attention, but also I enjoy the feeling of performing, of entertaining, as it were. Um, so I think I would be an actor and I don't, I don't, and it has nothing to do with the potential riches or the whatever, you know, I would want to be able to be stable and be happy, but I just like the, I, I acted when I was younger a lot and I always enjoyed it. Okay. And I think that if I could do anything else, I would act. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to use like sub questions cause this, this is good. So ca- okay, casting good. agent James would tell director james to cast actor james in what kind of piece is what kind of role oh wow um i look i think that i would actually like to do multiple different things i my first saw you know you know the 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 romantic in me wants to do be harry and when harry Uh met sally uh or something like that but then the the other side of me would love to be neo in some awesome movie where you know what i mean so like neo um, meets the lego movie yeah yeah exactly See, john mcclain right, right. meets uh you know aladdin there's got to be comedy weird. though if you're, if you're in the film there's got to be a comic side to it a hundred percent a hundred question number two if you had to live in another in another country what country would you live in Ooh. Oh, that's a really interesting question because there's so many factors you have to take into account. Would I want to live somewhere that's a different language or would I try and focus on places where I could communicate better? Would I, you know, the cool thing about what we do, Sigmund, at least, you know, obviously I work at a radio station too, but like theoretically this type of stuff that we do, we can do from anywhere, which is really I'm cool. actually in Antarctica right now, no. <laughs> Antarctica, that's my answer. No, um, that's a continent, so it would not qualify, Sigmund. Um, all right, I think if I had to live anywhere, I'm not like a, I don't need like super nice weather or anything like that. Um, that wouldn't be my main reason for deciding on something. Hmm, these are so tough on the spot. I'm so impressed with how quickly you answer them. All right, I'm going to say for the sake of brevity, um, I would love to live in, I'm going to go with Belize. Ooh, that's good. I mean, it's trop- tropical makes a lot of sense. And you can think, look. Tropical. And next week, if something comes to you during the week, you're like, oh, I know. Because there's so many angles. There's so many layers. So and, and many way, angles. Yeah. Belize, I know, is, is English. Uh, uh, English speaking. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. It's not like too hot, you know. Um, so that was, uh, but I could have gone so many other ways. I thought England, I thought, um, you know, Australia, I thought, um, South Africa. I had so many different things that came to my mind. Italy came to my mind. Um, so anyway, it's a great question. If you had to live in another, 
historical era? What time would you live in? This is a great question. Um, Obviously, the creature, the comforts we've had now are um, obviously unparalleled in terms of of the personal comforts. But um, I've always been... I certainly, I've always been fascinated by medieval times. Uh-huh. I've always, in, I've always enjoyed knights and swords and you know that kind of damsels in distress and all that. So I know that like the life expectancy is super short for that, and it's probably a really rough, hard life. But fuck it, I'm gonna say medieval times. Yeah, well, and now we have a, a help a revision to the earlier answer. We can cast you in medieval pieces. You should start going to Renaissance fairs and just perfecting your perfect your character and cut back to us and tell us like who your character is. Tell us about your character, what what he or she does. <laughs> um, this is I'm gonna get deep. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm we gonna go a, full we method. Should, we get a, a film you crew with you, you know, um, and and follow. The, uh, this this is good. This is a good angle. Okay, to tie the room together, the fourth and final question. Yes, yes. And this, we're going deep now. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, wow. That is a great question. And look, you can say the first thing that pops into your head, but if you're not saying it, just tell us that you're not and there's actually a real answer that you're not giving. No, you know what? I'll give the answer. Um, I think that sometimes I have a tendency to be too neurotic about... um, being sick or getting sick or dying or whatever. And I sometimes like over focus on things that I know probably are not what I think them to be or that I, I think I spend too much time consternating to use a big word about things that aren't true. And also I probably have no control of. Right. This comes back to when you're asking me to give myself advice and I said, don't be scared. Um, yeah, that's yeah. like the old Frank Zappa song. Um, one shot, just, it just might be a one shot deal. You can be scared when it gets too real, but be digging it while it's happening because it just might be a yeah. one shot deal. And this is another episode of Inside the Mind of James Seltzer. That was awesome. It's a, uh, terrific job with the questions. It is, I, uh, I, when you get on, just for those yeah. listeners who, uh, who have not abandoned already because, uh, they didn't feel like going inside my mind. Um, for all the people still here, it is certainly, uh, credit to Sigmund for every week, just letting me throw questions at him and him just diving deep with us because it is not easy on the spot to a think of the answers and then just bare your soul out there. Like you said, Sigmund, the secret is being extremely self-absorbed. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I'll be acting soon enough yeah, segment. Exactly. I'll have some, I'll, I'll have hired a, I'll have hired a film crew. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Again, uh, as always, uh, thank you. Sigmund Bloom. Check out his stuff. Footballguys.com. Totally worth, uh, becoming a member there. And, um, also, uh, a subscription and all that. And, uh, of course the audible eight days a week with season lambing on Twitter at Sigmund Bloom. Sigmund until next week, when we go back inside your mind, Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure indeed, my friend. I look forward to next week where we will help you break down the week five slate. Again, good luck in this crucial week four. Hopefully you get a bunch of victories this weekend in your leagues and uh, win a lot of money in DFS and all that. So good luck. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at James Seltzer at Sigmund Bloom. Until then, thank you for listening to another edition of This Week in Fantasy. Go Birds!